0: hi creative it's lauren here i just want to remind you that if you love the podcast the best way to support the show is by leaving it a rating and review on spotify and apple podcasts and uh, another great way to support the show is by sharing it with a friend or posting about it on social media if you do post it on social media tag me at lauren lagrasso and at unleash your inner creative and i will repost to share my gratitude and remember to tag the guests too so they can also share okay Now let's get to the show. Have you ever reached a dead end creatively? Maybe you felt burnt out or you needed a break, but you just felt too guilty or fearful to take one. If so, you're not alone. It's something I struggle with a lot. This compulsion to stay busy or productive all the time, even when everything inside of you is asking you to slow down or even to stop. Why do we do it? Is it the fear of being labeled or even labeling yourself as lazy? Is it capitalism? Is it a fear of being forgotten? Whatever stops us from slowing down and listening, I guarantee you one thing, it is not helping us unleash. That's why I wanted to have today's guest on the show. As you'll hear, she's someone who even after finding significant success as a comedian, allowed herself time to do what we eventually all need to do, slow down maybe even stop, listen, and take creative inventory. Today, you're going to learn the benefits and how-tos of taking time to pause, think, and ask yourself the right questions about your creative journey so that when you come back, you can continue on with authenticity, joy, and create your best work yet. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren Legrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, public speaker, actor, and creative coach. And this show is meant to give you tools to claim the word creative, take fear out of the driver's seat, and love yourself enough to pursue whatever it is that's on your heart. On the show, we explore the creative process and journey, mental health, self-development, spirituality, and everything it means to be a human and become more human. Before we get into the guests, I just want to let you know that this month in Podcast Magazine, I was named one of the 22 unsung heroes of podcasting, and I want to thank you for your support in helping me get there. I hope someday to be sung. (laughs) That's been my big joke. I think it's pretty funny and true, but until then, I'm glad for the recognition that I got and super grateful to you for supporting me on my journey. You're a huge part of my story as a creative and as a human. So thank you for being in this community. And now to the guest. Her name is Caroline Stokes, and she's back for a second episode on Unleash. Her first one was at the end of 2020, right after she really started hitting her stride on social media doing amazing comedy work. Caroline is a comedian, dancer, visual artist, musician, and self-expression expert who has been lighting up the internet with over 100,000 followers on TikTok and over 20,000 followers on Instagram. If you haven't heard our first episode together, I highly recommend taking a listen to hear all about how she found her authentic style of comedy and how she embraces every part of who she is through her creativity. This time, Caroline is back after she took a pause from her creative life. During this pause, she found answers to some very difficult questions and is now entering the YouTube space to bring her audience a whole new side to her comedy and even more so herself. As I said, I wanted to have Caroline on the show because she did one of the hardest things of the creative process, stepping away from it. It's something I am not good at at all. And you'll hear me struggle with that throughout the episode. I'm truly amazed that Caroline was able to step away with so much grace, ease, and just knowing. The creative process is called a process because you, as a human, are an ongoing process and your craft needs to adapt with you. So people change, goals change, and as you continue on your path, it's so important to stop once in a while and take what I call a creative inventory. Ask yourself if what you're doing aligns with you and your greater life purpose, the thesis statement of your life. What do you love about it? Why are you still doing it? And if it's not aligned, what can you change so that you feel as fulfilled as you possibly can? Caroline is also a great example of the fact that we have a lot more autonomy as creatives than we think. We don't have to wait for someone to hand us an opportunity. If you want something, you can put it out. You can start it. You don't have to wait for someone to give you permission. And Caroline is a great example of that. This episode is about action and inaction and why both are so necessary for creatives. If you feel like you're grinding away on your path, but you've lost passion or lost sight of why you're even doing it, then this episode is for you. Now here she is, Caroline Stokes. Okay, Caroline. Hello. You're here. You're back. You're better than ever. It's been over a year since you've been on the show. Um, we haven't caught up in a long time. So this is really more of like a creative check-in with the two of us and talking through some things that we've both been going through as creatives, as humans, as all the things. And I guess my first question is, catch us up. Like what's been going on? How have you been? What's been happening for you creatively and emotionally and spiritually?
1: (laughs) Where to begin? Um, Well, I'm so happy to be here. I feel... A mountain less sweaty than I was last time.
0: <laughs> We've done a lot since
1: last time, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess I have, and so have you. I have both taken a little bit of a, a breather and a bit of a break from creating so much. I think mm. I was feeling a bit burnt out. And by I think, I mean, I know I was feeling burnt out. Yeah, I, I've taken several weeks off it It's kind of felt like three months. I've still been I've still been creating a little bit online, but i've I've had such a busy mind with where to go with everything next. and I think, too, feeling the pressure of a new year changing and springtime coming and those two things, we've been conditioned to feel like we need to change something, yeah, so, you know both with feeling burnt out and wondering where to go next i i have a bit of a hard time talking about it all not because it's it's difficult but because my mind is very swirly about the whole thing
0: Well, it's not something that people talk about a ton yeah. because, okay, if I may, I I think I relate to what you're saying because Mm -hmm. kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, after many years of performing and putting yourself out there and doing solo shows and, and being the incredible creative you are, you found something that's really started to resonate in a big way and started picking up momentum. And then you did the thing and you found the joy in the thing and you refined the thing. And then there's this interesting thing that happens after you get that initial push, which can be either you feel so pigeonholed into that thing that like you don't know how to like expand to more of what you want, or you can get burnt out, or you can just have a complete lull. And I really relate to that because when I was first doing music, like the first year I did music, like wrote any songs, within nine months I played House of Blues, I played... Viper Room, I played, all these huge places. But then after that, I felt like there was like, well, now what? Now what? And I didn't know the answer. And so in the space of now what, I started feeling bad about myself. And then I started building all these other stories versus like what I was doing in the beginning was just doing it for the joy and putting one foot in front of the other. I felt like I had to have some grand plan now in order to advance myself. And in that feeling, what ended up happening was I kind of just like wash, rinse, repeat, like mm-hmm. instead of actually like being in the joy of it and figuring out what could be next and what would be exciting for it to be next. So I commend you for taking a pause. It's not easy to do that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear that that feeling is is not unique and... I'm happy to hear that I'm not alone in that, you know, it's this funny feeling of having this first initial success and whatever the word success means to you, but yeah, gaining a lot of momentum online and feeling like you're being seen in a certain way and it's, it's resonating with people. And I found myself expecting some great big break to happen. And that's probably the, Result of the internet and seeing everyone else's success, or so people ending up on Ellen, or people ending up with all these cool deals from TikTok and Instagram and wherever people are getting discovered now, and thinking, "Well, it's happening to everyone, so why hasn't it happened to me yet?" But the thing is, it isn't happening to everyone. Yeah, and and also you don't see you don't hear all of the story. Maybe a lot of these people that are being brought to Ellen because they I don't know Had a, you know, I was going to say learned how to make a really great macaroni dish, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. But Ellen brings people on when they've really done something um, kind or, you know, that affects the world. So that was, even though mac and cheese does make the world a better <laughs> place, but
0: yeah, I, I think you're getting onto something though. There's like, there's a price to that too.
1: Yeah. And I think that also comes with you know, possibly being pigeonholed too early in a career, if you get discovered for doing one thing, but you really wanted to be discovered doing the other thing. you know, my point is possibly these people that we see making it. There's likely so many other dreams and goals of theirs that haven't been reached yet, but we just see a small glimpse of it. so I was getting I was getting into real comparison mode, and I was feeling sorry for myself, which I knew. It's like having PMS, you know, that those thoughts aren't true, but they're in your head and you're trying to make sense of them. And, and there's a part of you that believes them at least a little bit, or a part of you that's trying to believe them, I guess. Yeah. And so for me, that, that caused me to stop and reflect and, and think about what do I want to be known for? And am I on the right track? And all those, all those. Questions that come with just stopping.
0: What did stopping mean to you? Because throughout this, I felt like I kept seeing you put content out. So, like, what did stopping mean? And how did you work through these emotions?
1: That's a good question. As I was saying those things, I could hear my psychologist saying, Caroline, stopping or slowing down for a creative person, it's there's always gears turning, there's always glimmers of. Of ideas coming in, even if you're not consciously doing it, there's the creative mind is always kind of working back there. And she also says that that I've been in a a state of being in a cocoon, and which is a very important part of becoming a butterfly. It's the it's the the rest period to really emerge again. So, how did stopping look for me? Well, I definitely, you know, in a literal sense, I was just creating a lot less. I was putting out something almost every day before and I, I was starting to think that I really wasn't very funny and that people didn't want to see my work every day. Where did that thought come from? Just because a mix of it not giving me the same amount of, of excitement. It didn't have that newness Mm. quality to it. And I couldn't tell if it was everything that I wanted to be seen as. Mm-hmm. And my my social media numbers were just not as good. And I was just losing followers.
0: Oh, I lose followers every day, Caroline. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I actually think it's funny now. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I love like thinking about like what was the breaking moment for this person you know it was like was it when I posted a video of myself like making a joke was it like a singing video was it they just didn't remember who I was like what was the moment when they're like I can no longer tolerate her in my feed I know
1: oh my goodness
0: like it. It actually is funny to me because I had to get okay with that because truth be told, mm-hmm. years ago, before we really knew much about like authentic engagement and all that stuff, I had paid a social media manager to go in into my account and like like other people's photos that were like following similar accounts to mine, and I got a lot of followers from that. Right. But because I did that, a lot of those people I don't think really knew who I was. They weren't bought in on what I was doing. Maybe they forgot about me. So then when I pop up on their feed, they're like, who the hell is this? Unfollow. Like that was like a few month period, maybe back in 2017. I don't think any of the people who have come along since then are leaving me. But I do think that there is like a mass exodus of those people who are never bought in in the first place. But I got to a point where I was like, let them leave. Because here's why. If they're not here for the journey and to be supportive and loving and part of the community that I want to build, which is a supportive, loving, most like most supportive community on the internet, if they're not down to be part of that community, then they're not my people. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I would rather lose like thousands of followers and have the right ones there. Mm -hmm. And so I got to a point where, like, yeah, there's some days when it's still like kind of depressing. Like if I see myself in the red, you know, more followers lost than gained. Mm -hmm. But Also, it's like, okay, first of all, that's not real. Second of all, who knows the reason they're leaving? It is funny sometimes to think about. And third, like I want the right people on my journey because they're the ones that are going to get what I'm doing no matter what I'm doing.
1: If it's coming from a place of heartfelt action. Mm -hmm. That's great. I know that you're on Spotify. Do you find other ways to have your work be found and rely on other platforms instead of fighting with the algorithm and, and how that's so determinant of, of what we do. Like if, Mm -mm. if Instagram, I
0: haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither. I really haven't. Like, I think that that's part of the issue and part of why it can feel so jarring is okay. If not there, where, Mm -hmm. you know, I know for a fact, I am so much more powerful When someone meets me live or even in this context, like what we're doing right now, where you're talking to me and I'm talking to you at the same time, like this is live, this isn't canned, this isn't pre-recorded. There's something I know special that I bring to a live scenario that said, like, how do I get in front of as many people as I need to get in front of in order to have a financially viable career live? I don't know. Like, I think the big question to me right now is how do I recreate the magic I can bring in a live setting to something that is pre-recorded? Like, how do I bring that level of authenticity and excitement? I don't know yet, but I think it's a great question and I'm
1: not sure how. Mm-hmm. For people that, you know, the the celebrities that we that were aware of, I was just imagining um, Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler; Those two came to mind where because we've seen them on TV and we have seen them live or whatever the, the situation is, we don't need to get to know them through social media because we already, we already have seen them enough. And I guess through social media, we see, maybe we'll see more personal glimpse into their lives. Maybe. Or Maybe. <laughs> Or or else at least we hear what causes they stand behind that sort of thing, and I'm and I'm sure we don't even know the half of it. But but we're not relying on social media to get to know them. But mind you, maybe they have other parts of themselves that they're hoping that we all will get to know in different shows or different. I don't know. Maybe they are waiting for a moment to show another part of themselves. Yeah. Are they feeling pigeonholed? I don't know.
0: Well, I will tell you one thing I've learned from working with so many celebrities in the podcasting space. I think almost everyone and almost, I say, because there's definitely people I work with who are so happy with like all the things they're doing. But almost everyone feels like the underdog, feels misunderstood feels pigeonholed feels like they're not seen as much as they want to be seen and i'm talking from like people who are just starting who just hit the turf in la to people who are major major a-list celebrities i think everybody has that feeling of like being the gritty underdog because they're they're the hero of their own story right and so if you don't have a little bit of that mentality it's pretty
1: hard to keep fighting when you've achieved so much yeah. i was going to say i commend you for Keeping up with all these celebs. I don't know that I keep up with them. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, you do. You know, well, will be able to talk to them and hold a conversation and not, not feel that intimidation or the, that fandom. That's, that's yeah. really cool. Thanks. That's it.
0: I will say I'm pretty good at that. I would, yeah. I would not be good at it with like someone from the office. It would be very hard for me because oh. oh. that's like my show. Oh yeah. You know, the time I've had like a mental breakdown when I met someone was when I met, um, Regis Philbin oh, really <laughs> and I like hysterically cried I mean granted I was 15 uh, but he was so sweet to me and then when I met uh Oscar from The Office have you watched The Office yeah love it yeah. so much so I used to work at an acting agency as an assistant and he came into the building because his manager is in the same building yeah. and I went oh, I know you <laughs> I love your work. (laughs) He goes, thank you so much. She was so, so sweet to me. I'm like, of course. And I was going to get on the same elevator he was getting on, but I was so embarrassed. I walked out the door and came back in later.
1: Wow. Good for you for saying something.
0: Thank you. Well, same to you. You were so cool with Bill Murray, which if you haven't heard that story, go back and listen to Caroline's first episode on the show. She has a really incredible story of her interaction with Bill Murray on a plane. (laughs) What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. So, okay, Caroline, tell me where you are in your process now. Like, have you found the joy of it again or are you still in the figuring out?
1: I found the joy and when I hone back in on what I love most about what I do, which as I say that I think, oh, I don't think I can narrow it down to one thing. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I think about what brings me joy it's physical comedy music fun costume when i think about keeping those things in mind yeah i have found the joy and i've started to start what i want to do next and after much contemplation and a lot of overthinking and freaking out i i'm going to start a youtube show so speaking of different ways to put yourself on the internet and also just put yourself out there in different ways. I'm, I'm kind of trying to repackage what I do and put it into a neat little package. Mm. So, so kind of adding a layer to what I what I'm doing by turning it into episodes. I love this. Oh, thank you. Oh man. I'm terrified. I, I started a Patreon as well. And I've had so many wonderful people sign up already which is so wonderful and so flattering, which is where a lot of the behind the scenes stuff will take place. So I've invited people to join me behind the scenes as I'm creating a show. I can see how the show will feel, but there's still so much I don't know. But yeah, I want to repackage what I was doing. Take the bits that I really love. I love a lot of what I was doing but I think what was getting to me was that there was more that I wanted to show Uh like that, that pigeonholing thing. I want to be, I don't, I don't want to be just someone that's trying to dance well. Cause you know, I, I, you do dance well, you don't have to try. I can dance (laughs) well.
0: Yeah. Wait, can (laughs) I just say something? I figured out a word for what you did and what we all need to do, I think at least once a year. And I think you were hit with it, especially hard because of how much success you had had. It's called, I just decided, Creative Inventory. Nice one. You have to take Creative Inventory at least one time a year, maybe once a season, to say, what am I doing? What are my goals? Do they align? If not, how can I bring everything I love under one roof and leave behind the things that no longer align with me spiritually, emotionally, creatively?
1: That's great. I'm glad you're here to make sense of all my mumbo jumbo. And to put it into nice little Hallmark phrases. Listen. Because I feel like I've said nothing so far. (laughs) You've said a lot.
0: I mean, I think that the thing is that this stuff is hard to talk about. So hard. I wish that our world was better. And that's why I love that you're doing it behind the scenes. But I wish that our world was better at showing the mess. Mm. And I'm guilty of it, too. Like, I want to come out and be like, this is what I've overcome. Or here's my finished product. Or I'm so happy now that I blank. Uh But what if instead of showing just the finished product, we showed and shared what it felt like to get there?
1: Uh Because
0: it's messy and it's scary and it's sad. And there's many nights on the ground pounding the floor crying. And I don't know how to show that without being gratuitous or overboard, but somebody needs to step out and say, listen, I'm here now and it's fine, but I bled out for this. Or while they're bleeding out, be like, this is what it, it's taking for me to hopefully get to the next side. Because I think the scariest thing about doing this creative inventory and why so many of us avoid it, myself included, is because I freak out between knowing what I have to do and, and getting there. And it's that in between that makes me so anxious that sometimes I just avoid it altogether. So to bravely say I am in the messy middle and I have no idea what's on the other side of this, I think that that's what... Maybe we all need more than anything.
1: I agree. That reminds me of something a friend of mine told me recently. I have been very in my head and trying to figure out the perfect next step that will guarantee me to get to blank where I'm trying to go. Like, yeah, blank, <laughs> which I don't even know. Yeah. no, I have an idea but Yeah, I was thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking so much and not doing anything that was part of my my um stopping just thinking a
0: lot and you weren't writing you were just constantly spinning on it
1: yeah i i was writing sometimes i would write a little bit but it's not like i was piling this into a beautiful journal with perfect <laughs> handwriting it was just a swirly brain <laughs> and she had read somewhere about living the questions what does that mean so me wondering okay well I wonder how this will feel if I do this, and you know, doing that thing and trying it and seeing how it goes. You know, wondering wondering how successful a YouTube channel would be at this time because it's so already saturated. That was one of my questions. So now I'm living the question by getting my YouTube channel started. You know, it's just that basic. Oh yeah, like, theory of like do it, and then when you do it, that's likely where the answer is yes but like you're saying that mucky middle that mucky middle and knowing like okay well what what is going to happen when I actually start or dive in or what's and as a creative person I know you know that feeling of being on to something and then you don't know where it's going to go next and maybe it's not where you hoped it would be and then there's a lull and then you feel like it's not going to turn out And then you figure something out. You have an aha moment and then you add to it and it eventually it'll turn out. But when you think of all the process of getting from here to there, it gives me butterflies of of all sorts of feelings. Gives me evil butterflies. (laughs) Butterfly bastards. Bad
0: boys. (laughs) Yeah, that is so right on, though, because I remember I did a podcast about that last year and I don't think I'm any better about it but like the theory was like don't spend so long swirling on the same questions that you forget to try to find the answers right which is my tendency for sure I think a lot of people that struggle with anxiety do that it's like it's so easy to just get in a question hole Mm -hmm. but I commend you for finding the answers and then dealing with the questions of those answers oh thank you it's a lot but I'm proud of you
1: thank you proud of you too. Thanks. We're both like, thank
0: you. (laughs) Okay, here's my question. Like, how do you know when something has, you've done the full effort and it's time to move on? Because I feel like I never know that. I feel like I like stick with things too long because I don't really give up on things or people, but sometimes you need to. Mm -hmm. And How do you know when it's time? Mm
1: -hmm. For me, I have yet to master that skill. But I've noticed recently that when my motivation for doing it becomes how well it does on the internet, it feels a little bit less joyful and more strategic. Mm. I, don't know, I think when my when my mind starts getting involved and takes over the voice of my gut, and my gut feeling is is the way that I live a lot of my life when it comes to friendships and relationships and decisions. I think when, when I'm trying to talk myself into something or out of something or, or there's too much mental chatter, I, I think it's starting to feel a little bit misaligned for some reason.
0: Mm. I like that. If joy is not the foundation, you must try to find a place to bring it back to that. And if you cannot, then maybe it no longer belongs in your life. Mm -hmm. And if not joy, then something that is a more deep emotion, then I have to do it because I need to be seen or I need numbers. Like something that's coming from like ego or a place of fear or a place of lack or not enoughness Mm
1: -hmm.
0: will never produce what you want it to produce. And if it does, it's still going to feel hollow on the other side.
1: Definitely.
0: Because the foundation, it's like rubble. It's not solid. Oh, man. You're good at summarizing. Thanks, Lovey. <laughs> what is the show gonna be like? What is the Caroline Stokes show? That's what it's called, right? It sure is.
1: I want it to be a place where I can bring together myself that you're talking to right now, and also add in all of these characters that cause me to lose a lot of followers <laughs> to live together. Um, it's it's a little bit of a a sketch variety show Mm. with some sprinklings of uh, a Mr. Rogers feel. I grew up watching Mr. Rogers and I loved the framework of it. And I still do. I love that he comes in and talks to you. It's like, he's really talking right to you.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. You know what? That is the most brilliant thing. And it's one of the first things I teach people in podcasting Engage the power of you. Mm. You're never talking to everybody. You're never talking to you guys. You're talking to one individual. It's an intimate experience. Somebody is taking the time out of their day to be with you. Make them feel special because they are. Such a nice way to put it. But great observation. Thank you.
1: And I love that he also had some real life snippets where he goes, I, I watched one episode recently and he was learning how to hula hoop with a really flamboyant person. And I just <laughs> loved the whole thing. And then he also has marionettes and our puppets and, and has his imaginary world as well. So, so I want to combine all those things. And I also know that it will evolve and change into something that I, I don't think I can necessarily see right now, but I just need to start and let it, become what it is going to become. And it's nerve wracking to not be able to say exactly what episode one is, but I know over the next month I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to create something that I'm proud of that I want other people to be proud of. I can't wait. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I love that your community is going to get to be a part of the building too, like, how much are you asking them? Like, would you want to see this? Like, how does this sound? Or are you more just showing them this is what I'm working on today? Like, how are they going
1: to be involved in the creation of the show? I have a few different ideas around that as I'm learning how to use Patreon. And yeah, learning how to build this new relationship with with a lot of these people. I like the idea of you know, choosing episode themes. I'd like each episode to have a theme. And um, so having involvement with that, I would love to hear feedback on what they would love to see my characters doing. And then I I want to give a, a close look at how I create each thing. And if I go off to a thrift store, and I'm on a mission to find a certain thing and have them involved in that, seeing how, seeing that if I can make something out of, make a really crafty kind of show with, with a lot of heart.
0: If someone listening is in the middle of a creative inventory and it's like messy and they're crying and they're questioning why, and they're swirling on the questions, what would be something that would have been genuinely helpful for you to hear back then? Like what's a piece of advice you'd want to give that person on how they can get through to the other
1: side? One thing that was so helpful for me was to hear that taking a break is okay. I was assuming that the people that like my work on the internet would be upset with me that I wasn't posting every day. But frankly, that wasn't the case. And they're likely not thinking about you every day. But they are happy when something of yours does come up. Um, but you know, a lot of, a lot of feedback that I got was uh, people saying, Caroline, you've been so busy. I hope you have time to yourself and that you take a break. Mm. When I was checking in with where that pressure was coming from, I realized it was just self made pressure to, um, always be creating something that, that was important for me to hear.
0: Yeah. Like we just so underestimate the value of rest and stillness because it's really scary to do that. Like in our culture also, I don't know if it's as much in Canada, but in America, our culture has really instilled that like being called lazy is one of the worst things that you could ever be and that your only utility as a human being is in what you produce, how much money you produce, how much output you produce, how valuable you are to the society you're living in. But we forget that just being who we are is a value. And if you have strayed so far from that or you're feeling so far away from your deep inner self, then sometimes the only thing to do is nothing. Mm. I need to take that advice. I'm not
1: there, but I know it's true. Have you been able to have periods where you're doing nothing? No. Or a little bit less?
0: A little bit less. Yeah. But like, I'm terrified to do nothing. Mm -hmm. That's why I think what you did was really brave. Thank you. Like, I'm terrified to not be useful or to feel like I'm not producing something, you know, because I think I do as much as I've worked on it and talked about it on the show. I derive a lot of worthiness out of what I do. I know it's not a sustainable resource for me, Mm -hmm. but I do. I think I need to just dig a little deeper in therapy and do some more work on that.
1: Well, the, I think the first step is recognizing it and being able to say that about yourself. So as a, a therapist in this moment, you're doing great.
0: Thanks, Dr. Caroline. I appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> would you like to book another session?
0: I would. I'd like to book many more sessions. Okay, great. How much time do
1: you have? Yeah, lots. You're my only client.
0: <laughs> oh, thank God. I need a yeah. lot of energy. Um- <laughs> <laughs> So what about the person who has gone through the messy middle has some sort of conclusion and is now standing on the precipice of whatever the next thing is but is scared cuz they don't know everything like i think one thing you sent me that you've been thinking about lately is starting something before you think you're ready mm-hmm. how how did you do that like how can they do that
1: one thing that happened to me recently is that i was talking to I've started to network. I listened to a presentation that a friend of mine sent me and it was talking about networking after a pandemic and how, how after all of this alone time, you know, we've lost touch with so many people Yeah, and how to reach out to new people who, who you admire and who are, doing what you do and building up a network I find for myself and for a creative person who creates on their own. We don't have a, a team. I don't have a team. I have a supportive friends and supportive parents, but I reached out to someone who has done a lot of the things that I want to do. And we had a really great phone conversation and she's quite a bit older than me and she watches my work and she's like my new fairy godmother. Oh, so you got a mentor. Yeah, unofficially. And I didn't use those words when I was talking to her. But inside, I called her my mentor. And she is very willing to, you know, be a sounding board and to help guide me with things. And she's just been such a wealth of knowledge and support. And so she said that I was on the right path. And hearing someone like her who has had a lot of experience on t v <gasps> and on a stage and interviewing people, I want to know who it is Yeah, her name's Bridget Ryan. People in Edmonton would would know her, mm-hmm. but she was just so wonderful, and we felt like kindred spirits so my a big important step for me was, and I talked to her the day before I dove in and announced this to my audience was to reach out reach out to people. She was so appreciative that I reached out and I was so appreciative that she met me with enthusiasm as well. And, oh man, I was just eating it all up. So that would be, that was a huge thing for me before when I decided I was ready to take the plunge, talking with her. I feel like she's, she's in my back corner and that, that was really huge for me. Yeah. That's great advice.
0: So seeking out somebody who has done or is doing what you want to do mm-hmm. and either gaining mentorship or community with them can really help you to see yourself accurately. Definitely to see anything that maybe you need to do, but things that you're already doing really well and build your confidence enough to feel really great in putting yourself out there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and meeting them um, with, an interest in helping them get to where they need to be as well. And, you know, fostering a dynamic relationship with someone that you, that you see is, you know, above you in a career sense and having a, hopefully the experience is that when you talk to this person that you realize your stories are very similar and that their career might be ahead of you, but they're not above you. Yeah. That's how Bill Murray made me feel. feel, We felt like equals. Right. And it's a really positive experience to have yeah, with the right person. And I just, I just got lucky.
0: Well, you put out, I, I believe karma isn't just balancing out when we die. There's karma in real time. So I think what you put out, the energy has to come back to you. It's like a boomerang. huh. You know, you're so generous of spirit and kind and loving with what you do. It would make a lot of sense to me that you're going to attract people like that into your life who want to be equally kind, loving, and helpful.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling now that it's out? Oh, I feel excited. I feel I have nervous butterflies all the time. And I feel like I'm standing in front of a mountain. But I feel proud. And I have a fire lit under my tish. Ooh, gorgeous. I know, right? A little roasty buns. No, I feel great. I feel I feel really excited about the support I've received. And it's showtime is the joy there yeah my plan is to premiere it on april 1st which a friend of mine ellie said that that would be a funny day to premiere a show um yeah when i picture that day and over the next month i see color it just feels colorful Mm. i i i can imagine how i'll feel when i've done it and it's the that feeling i'm chasing yeah joy it's exciting
0: You had this as one of the topics you sent me for, like things you wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it means mixing inspiration from outside of us with what
1: is innate inside of
0: us. What does that mean?
1: I needed to put some blinders on for a little while. That's another thing that I did during my break, and something that I'm trying to do now, where I was looking at trends on TikTok and Instagram and a part of what I do as well is parodying trends. But I found I was focusing too much on trends and my my inspiration and my creativity was based around what I was seeing online. So I'm hearing this song, so what can I do with that song? And I'm I'm seeing this dance being done or I'm seeing this hair trend, what can I do with that? Which is all well and good and that's a type of creativity but it made me realize how plugged in I was to what everyone else is creating. Mm. And I'm just reflecting. I'm just, it felt like I was just reflecting what everyone else is creating, just kind of throwing it back at them. Yeah. And it made me think, well, what do, if I didn't see any of that stuff, what would I create? What's inside of me? Who am I? What do I want to put into the world? And the show is a big aspect of that. And And I know that there's, there's an importance to being relevant and reflecting the things happening on the internet because we're all seeing it and it makes it relatable. But then there's also that, that innate, you know, humor in us that is influenced by, you know, family and friends and our upbringing and all that stuff, but there's so much that's just ours. Yeah. Was that true? I think there are things that are just ours.
0: Yeah, like there is nature versus nurture and a lot of it's nurture, but there is nature. Like there's a reason why two kids could be raised in exactly the same way and turn out to be completely different people. There is nature. Uh And I think that there is a natural inclination for everyone's creativity. Like I could try to do one of your dances a million times, but I'm not going to do them the same way as you because I'm not you. And like I could never originate it the way that you can. And that can only come from you. I think, too, there's a thing to like sometimes I throw out trends so much. I'm like, if everyone else is doing it, it can't be that great. Like that's kind of a mentality I've had a lot throughout my life. And what you're talking about is like, don't just do the trend because it's the thing that's going to give you the most numbers. Like if a trend hits you and you think it's like genuinely funny to do it or have your own take or like makes you happy to do it or it it excites you, go for it. But don't do it just because it's trending, because if you're a soulful person it feels really, really hollow. So like Uh I look at the trends and I'm like, oh, I don't want anything to do with them because it feels so hollow and so blah and like fake. Uh But I'm thinking right now about something you did where you put straws on your fingers and pretended like they were nails. And you do see so many women on TikTok like with huge ass nails. Like, I don't know how they do anything. Was it like a makeup tutorial you did with the straws on your fingers as fake fingernails?
1: Yeah, I had a makeup tutorial and (laughs) I also have a character named Nancy. Who is a knitter and she has long nails <laughs> and yeah, and it's hard for her to do things. Yeah, so things like that. You know, you yeah. pick up bits that are comedic lens on
0: on a trend. Uh-huh. And it's still authentic to you, but also doing things that genuinely just light you up that come from like the weirdest part of you. Uh-huh. I think it's so important. And I love that this show is one of those things. Like no one was like, please, Caroline, do a variety show. But you were like, you know, who is saying that? A moi. Yeah, exactly. No one asked me to do this. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Like some of the best things that we can do in life are things that no one asked us and maybe some some things that no one even wanted us to do. You know, so much creativity. It's like going against the norms of what society expects from us. That's why you can be creative with any sort of vocation, because as long as you're doing it in a way that no one else has done it or is doing it, you're creating something from nothing. That's creativity. So I love that you're thinking of what's my authentic creative voice versus what is the influence creative voice. And and, and the one that's influenced, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but like how can I approach it most authentically?
1: Yeah, I I found I was getting to a point where or when I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. Um I was thinking, well why hasn't anyone asked me to create a show and I get comments with people saying you should have your own show, which is wonderful. Um, I was waiting for, you know, some sort of executive with Netflix to say, Caroline, we want you to make a show. I was waiting for that and feeling sorry for myself that it hadn't happened. And, you know, I realized that if someone, if someone asked me to be in something that would be well and good, but then there would still be this feeling that I have this vision that I need to let out and, um, and create so it, it just became time to make it happen for myself
0: that's beautiful and if we look to other people I mean that has happened many times like do you know who Issa Rae is
1: hmm, yeah I
0: a, a friend
1: was saying that I should watch that her show. Sure. watch Insecure for sure
0: but it came from a web series that she did on her own called I think it's like Stories of an Awkward Black Girl is what it's called um but Insecure wouldn't have happened if she didn't take the chance on herself first. Right. And so I love that you're doing it. You're not waiting for someone to be like, yes, you, you're good enough. Let's take you. Right. Because then you don't, what could happen? Like there's a million things that can happen. Hollywood's a weird place. Sometimes deals get held up for years. So I love the fact that you're doing this on your own and now you own the IP, intellectual property. No one can take this away from you. No matter what, you're going to have these shows that you're so proud of and that you love so much. And maybe, hopefully, it will get picked up in some capacity and get taken to an even higher level. Mm-hmm. But I love that in the meantime, you're doing this thing that's from your heart.
1: Yeah, it's, it is in my heart. And then it'll be on Netflix. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> <gasps> no, thank you. That's great. Caroline, you're great. Any final words? Mm, final words. I'm such a believer in trying a whole bunch of things until, until something lands. So if you know if you have a whole bunch of things in your head, give them all a try. Isn't aren't those just the deepest final words you ever heard?
0: I think it is because yeah, what you did is you gave all the things in your head a try, and then you figured out how to marry them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One other thing I do want to touch on is you're like an incredibly gifted not like. You are an incredibly gifted visual artist. I'm curious if during this time of quote-unquote nothing, did you delve into that part of your creativity at all? And if so, how
1: did that affect the other parts? I did dive into that part more. I find when I paint, everything just goes quiet and I forget to eat and I just forget to text people. I just paint and I either have music on or sometimes it's just quiet and yeah I I find when my mind has that chance to to empty a little bit and focus on just color and texture and whatever I'm trying to create that unexpected uh, bits of um, maybe creative answers that I was looking for can have a chance to creep in Um, and I find it just very restful as well and when i was talking with bridget ryan the other day she she was asking how i imagine my life and i said well sometimes i imagine it i'm on, i'm on a on a stage on a big touring show and then i imagine myself in the woods quiet painting and being a, an artist so i'm trying to marry those two Speaking of marrying, marrying those two parts of myself and, and yeah, the, the painting side of me comes out when, when I'm needing to be still.
0: Mm. And I think there's a way for those two things to coexist, right? You could be that touring performer. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Potentially you do a painting on stage, like a, like a funny painting. That could be a thing, Mm -hmm. but you do, you're, you're the touring performer, but then maybe you have a cabin in the woods where you go to rest so you can rejuvenate yourself and come back to yourself and rebuild your foundation of joy Mm -hmm. through painting and whatever else it is that helps you get to that place of almost meditation and coming back to who Caroline really is outside of all the things. Mm -hmm. I see that very clearly for you. And I think it's, it's really admirable that you already know you need to have sometimes these cycles of rest in order to rebuild.
1: Amen to that.
0: Well, Caroline, I love you. I believe in you. I'm so excited for this. And thank you for coming on the show and updating our beautiful listeners on
1: your life. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, boo. And I hope you find, find that rest that you're looking for too.
0: Thank you for listening and thanks to my guest Caroline Stokes. For more info on Caroline and to see her hilarious videos, follow her at i am i is in i and m is in mary Caroline Stokes. On TikTok and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching her name, Caroline Stokes. Thanks so much to Unleash producer Emily Shulmanovich. You can follow her at We Can't Find Emily. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. Follow her at Liz Full. And again, thank you. If you like what you heard today, remember to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Share the show with a friend and post about it on social media. Tag me at Lauren LaGrasso and at Unleash Your a Creative, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Also, tag caroline at i am caroline stokes so she can share too my wish for you this week is that if you need a break you find the courage to take a step back from your craft and take creative inventory of your journey let go of any guilt or judgment and remember that this is a vital part of the process caroline stoked the fire to her flame pun intended and you can too i kind of really need that advice so i'm gonna try my best to take it it's hard for me but i know i need it i love you and I believe in you. Talk with you next week.